You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, we're going to get to our topic in a minute, but before we do, I know we just had a weekend of playoffs again to digest, and it's just we can't have a hockey show and not talk about the playoffs, even though the Coyotes aren't in it, but PD, I know you had some things you well, wanted to talk y- y- about. Well, you look about the weekend, first of all, the Rangers got back in their series playing at home, Carolina can't seem to win on the road, um, it's different matchups for them, so I thought that was exciting, that game, series incredibly close, it's one power play goal either way, and that series could be different. Uh, Florida surprised me. Me too. Yeah. That this is a team that wins the president's trophy can skate like the wind score in bunches and can't get a win. Um, I'm not sure they're going to get one. You're down three Cobb. It's hard in, and they're on the road in Tampa to not have Tampa close that out. It's going to be really hard. Tampa doesn't want to get back on a plane. I know it's only a 45 minute flight or whatever, but Tampa wants to close this out at home, get some time off. Um, so I think that one's all but over but the theme of the next two series is injuries and hits. Yep. And you've got Kadri taking Bennington out. You've got Barbashev taking Gerard out. And then you've got the big Lucic-Smith melee that defined those two series over the last 48 hours. Everybody's got their thoughts. And if you read any tweets, including our sister station DNVR, if you read their tweets and their thoughts... Oh, Kadri did nothing wrong. If you read anybody in St. Louis, oh, Kadri absolutely did it on purpose. I think our opportunity here is to be able to step away from all that and just look at all of these into a hit. We'll make these really quick, and I'll give you my quick thoughts on the three big hits over the weekend. Lucic and Smith. If Milan Lucic wants to board Mike Smith, Mike Smith will be out not just the rest of the playoffs, maybe into next winter. Like Milan Lucic outweighs him, outsizes him. He could have put him through the glass into road J in Edmonton. When you watch that clip again and watch it slow, two things happened on that. Lucic slows down. One, Lucic grabs Mike Smith in an attempt to hold him up. Two, three, Mike Smith turns into Lucic right before content. And the last thing, Mike Smith nearly jumps into the boards, throwing his arms up. Thank God he didn't hurt himself diving. There is contact. Milan Lucic hit him. Absolutely. And you have to take the penalty at that point, that that point, that five-minute major. But in my opinion, on the outside, Milan Lucic held up and did not attempt to hit Smith as hard as he could have, and Smith did turn. I'm glad they called the five-minute major, but I don't think there was any malicious intent. That's hit number one. Two, the Kadri one. People saying Kadri was pushed. Pushed by whom? Look, there's no one behind him. I watched that over and over and over again, trying to see pushed by whom. He is he has stopped from going from his left to his right by the St. Louis defender, so he can't go that path. I don't know if he intended to go that path, but he has no path to get out that way. He could clearly have avoided Bennington to the left. 
puck is in the crease. Once the puck's in the crease, it's up for grabs. I thought Kadri could have eased up and not hit Bennington as much or had as much contact as he did. Intent to injure? Probably not. Malicious? Probably not. Could he have avoided it? I think he could have. I don't see the push that other people are seeing. I don't see the push that Denver fans are seeing. I, I don't see anyone behind him, so I'm not sure how you get pushed. So I think he could have let up on that one. The last one's the Barbashev hit on Gerard. Barbashev leaves his feet, yep, which is a problem for me. I don't like when players leave their feet, which takes his body higher into Gerard's body. Gerard's there's already a size disadvantage there. Gerard's a smaller player; he's closer to the, the 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 boards. His head clearly goes into the boards, and he's awkwardly hit with his shoulders, and he snaps his sternum. Ouch. Barbashev can't leave his feet there. Everything else, if he's hitting him there, Gerard still has the puck. He's still moving the puck forward. He had just released it for the breakout pass. I think the time and the place is okay for that. I don't like Barbashev leaving his feet. I think that's the biggest problem on that hit. I think the injury to Gerard occurs because Gerard is a smaller player and Barbashev jumps. I have a problem with that. The leaving the feet thing is something that has bothered me for a long time in the NHL. Why can't we get that out of the game? I've had players tell me, well, you can't avoid it in some situations when you hit, you're going to come off your feet. No, it's about technique to me. Yeah. It's about technique with the way you hit. He wants well, to hit hard. He wants yeah. to hit Gerard hard there. And, and okay, mm-hmm. we've got that all cleared out now and everybody can have their debates on what should happen going forward. We've said it here and I think that that's just, I had to get that cleared in the air. And I still think Luchich hit Smith. It's just not, hey, let's not kick Luchich out of the playoff series. Yeah. Come on. Okay. And there was a little bit of a dramatization there as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and and if you With watch Mike throughout Smith. the game, if you watch yeah. the entire game, Smith gets bumped three times in that game. And on all three, the reaction is extremely similar. <laughs> and on one of them, he barely has any contact. It's a stick on his pad, and it's the same type of reaction. Did it work in his home building? Yeah. Clearly it worked. They get a five-minute major out of it. Yep. And it's also set the table for a series that was intended to be this rough and tumble, you know, black and blue division series that just has not panned out. It's all been about Edmonton's skill and speed. Calgary's better find out a way to battle on the boards and win the game the way they've won the game all 82 games, or Calgary's going to find themselves watching the next round, which is just surprising to me. One thing further on that series that has just been fun to watch, I didn't know it was possible, but Connor McDavid's taking this game to another level. Yep. He's, it's, he's breaking all sorts of records just, in the playoffs. Just absurd it's to unbelievable. watch. He's so good. Yep. Yeah. It is, this it, is it, what we wanted. Yeah. We wanted to see Connor McDavid get a chance Elevate. to make a deep playoff run. And that roster, as we know, still has a lot of flaws, but wow, it is fun to watch him play right now. And if they allow that team to play with speed, they have a chance to lose. They, and to me, it's two things. You don't ever chase after McDavid. if You don't go that way at McDavid because you are going to look silly. He's going to get around you. He'll spin 360, put the puck through you. If you go at McDavid, he will beat you. The only way to defend him is stay between him and your net. You don't have to attack him. Eventually, he's going to come to you. He's got to get through you to get to your net. And I think Calgary has been chasing him and losing, and they're allowing his speed to get into the game. You just got to get in front of him. They've got to defend him. And you not only defend him in the defensive zone, you have to defend up against Connor McDavid when your team has the puck. And I know that's counterintuitive, but when the puck turns over, he is so fast and so dynamic that if you're not above him in your own offensive zone, Edmonds' defensive zone, he's gone. So you have to play offensively a little different when he's on the ice. The thought process for the Arizona Coyotes when he played against McDavid is be even when Connor McDavid's on the ice. That's it. You don't have to score. Just be even. That means defending him in his own when you're on the offense, you still have to defend him. If you get off the ice and you're even against Connor McDavid and you can say that for the entire night, you are much more likely to win that hockey game. There you have it. One day we'll be talking about the Coyotes <sighs> in the playoffs. It's just playoffs. not today. One day, far in the future. Assume. Um, yeah. But they're not in the playoffs, so we have to come up with other things to talk yeah. about and talk about other teams in the playoffs. But uh, you know, on the subject of things we can talk about with the Coyotes, we're gonna do a mock draft, which mock I was. Draft. And I'm fixing 25 and 26 on my. Which picture. I was really on surprised because on we Twitter, have to come up with a draft order. What the? It seems like Craig that you're against mock drafts. I was really surprised you wanted us to do this today, um, but Petey and I did a lot of research over the weekend preparing. preparing for this. You did. 
I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that because I lied. We're not doing a mock draft. No, we're not doing a mock draft. In fact, we're just gonna mock stupid things. If you could not hear Craig and not in the mic, <laughs> we're we're not doing a mock Quite draft. Shouted. Yes, you did great, Craig. We're not doing a mock draft. Gotcha. We are going to mock. We're gonna mock all these stupid narratives about the Coyotes. We're mocking. Sorry narratives. if you came here to see a mock draft, but. Those of you who know me, really? <laughs> Did you really believe I was going to give you a mock draft? Did you really think that I was going to take the time to do something that would probably go awry after five picks anyway? Exactly. So I've always wondered, before we dive further, and I'm sure because people know your thoughts on mock drafts that you've talked about this ad nauseum, we've done it. Every I've seen it on other sports shows. The mock draft, why? Like, Why? I have thoughts on this. Like Chris Peters, Corey Promen, Craig Button, they want to do mock drafts? Fine. You're talking to scouts all year long. You're watching these prospects all year long. You want to do it? Okay. I think those guys are qualified. But you see mock drafts all over the place from, you know, from Joe Schmo in his mom's basement. I'm going to do a mock draft. Who cares? Who cares? Seriously. And then people crow when they get a few of them right. Like, oh. It's just it's guesswork. Come on. But, but even in, come on. I know I don't want to beat this topic to death, but there's two things. I see it done in football all the time. Yeah, it is. First of all, there's a lot of different positions in football, and there's two sides of the ball. Who the hell? Who knows? Right. Like, oh, the Cardinals are going to draft this safety. What? Huh? Well, you might have heard it, right? Like, if you have sources, you I might got have it. heard you it. You can't do that for 32 teams. No, you can't. It's, it's, let's and call how many rounds it are in what it is. DP, do you know Mock drafts are clickbait. How many drafts They're are in baseball? How many That's rounds? what they are. Huh? How many rounds in baseball? Oh, God. Like, in Too many. Yeah. How do you do a mock draft for baseball? Well, I don't think anybody's going that deep in baseball where they're doing whatever, <sighs> however many rounds. But, like, I've seen people do all rounds of football or all rounds of hockey. Like, seriously? Get another hobby. It's just a waste of time. <laughs> Shane Wright uh, might go first. There we go. For the record, it's uh, 20 picks, but up until t- or 20 rounds, but up until 2019, it lasted up until 40 rounds with comp- compensatory picks. Compensatory? Compensatory? Kill me, right? <laughs> 20 rounds? No, the thanks. NHL used to be nine rounds, right? Yeah, isn't, no, there, nine isn't there a story about the Sabres making up a player and drafting him because uh, the yeah, no, GM that's... at the time was so upset about the draft being too long that he just yeah. created a fake player? Well, they have, there, there's been <laughs> teams have drafted move. players that have died. That's happened. The players that did not exist, that has happened. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're not mocking. We're, not. we're mocking drafts. We're not mocking. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like I said, there are people that are qualified to do it, but there, there's a us. handful of people that sure are qualified to do it. And there's nowhere near as many qualified mock drafters as there are mock drafts out there. I can tell you that. Well, it ain't us. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people will do their own, but all they'll do is just look at other people's mock drafts and right. then compile their own like, hey, good work. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. In the, Seriously? In uh, 1974, the Sabres drafted Taro Sujimoto, <laughs> a fake player in the 183rd overall in the 11th round of the 1974 NHL draft. From the round. Japanese Elite League? Yeah. <laughs> Player that yes. literally a player from Japan that just did not exist. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's, That's, That's amazing. Fantastic. Well, yeah, so okay. we are not doing a mock draft. Clearing. We are going to mock. This is going to be like pack therapy, but in the best way, because I think a lot of us Coyotes fans and followers in the last week, no, not just the last week, but especially in the last week, are just... The last decade. Yeah, you know, the last yeah. 25 years, are just sick and tired of all of these narratives and storylines surrounding this team so we're just gonna air it out and we're going to not do a mock draft but we are going to mock these narratives it's gonna so. be like an entire show of clearing literally clear it is. all of these narratives and out. and if we are forgetting something please say in the comments and please chime in with your thoughts on each topic in the comments so let's get started i'm excited this is fun um because it's just you know i'm just over it we're over it so first bad narrative and this is recent and we kind of touched on this last week the good behavior clause <gasps> good behavior clause <laughs> Craig needs that what in the contract that doing in the contract what you're having a tenant who has to not destroy the place <laughs> or, or Every, get arrested you or... sign an apartment lease and i just signed an apartment <laughs> lease it was like 46 pages of saying of all these things i can and can't do because of course <laughs> Because of course, I just don't yes. want the, the management here to get any ideas about my contract. <laughs> you don't have a morals clause, Petey? 
moral, they, a good behavior. What if they, put, what if they like cap your size? Like they put a happy, size. like a happy clause. They, in my they cap your size. Like you have to, yeah, my size, size per show. You have to come in happy attitude clause. <laughs> I know that's not in your contract. Attitude clause. That is not. No in ideas. Oh okay. my We're already gosh. in violation, buddy. If that's the case. Oh my god! Look, we already have a hater in the comments. All five fans are. Oh, not a hater. They're mocking. Sorry. Oh, that's another one. All five fans are here. Let's go. We'll get to that. All the minute, Coyotes fans in existence to, are to watching. Recap. <laughs> to recap, these that's are standard fair. for ASU. This sort of clause. The language is similar. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. All I can say is this. It's not headline worthy. I can tell you that, that there's a good behavior clause in this contract. Let's move on, Leah. Let's move on to the next good. one. This one comes up every day and it comes up even when it's not about this. It comes up in every comment. We get mentions on PHNX Coyotes on Twitter all the time. Relocating to Winnipeg, Quebec, Vegas, Seattle, Kansas City, Houston. Do we miss some? We, we probably miss some, right? Portland. Portland. Austin. Portland. Yep. Uh... I don't know. Was Stockholm, oh, ever, was Stockholm ever on the list? Hamilton, yes. Hamilton was definite. Yep. yep. Hamilton and Portland are the two big two. I just recently was on another podcast and this question came up. Is the team moving? Are you kidding? I swear. <sighs> Let me guess. Was team's the not one one podcast? It was. Oh, team's not moving. <laughs> Every day. I will say this, Every though. Every day. We talk about that narrative, and it, it there have been moments in the last 25 years in this franchise existence that this was potentially reality. Portland. Portland. Winnipeg. Winnipeg was... That was there was a narrative there that when Atlanta moved, a team was going to move. Do I ever think the league thought that? No, but there was some narrative there. Wayne Gretzky came in and saved it from Portland. Yeah, that was probably the closest. Yep. That one, I believe, because at that there were some arena deals that were not done yet. This was early in the in the lifespan of the Coyotes in the Valley. That one was probably the most real of any of them. The Quebec City, Seattle, Vegas, absolutely untrue. I will leave with this. I'm concerned at some level if an arena deal for a long-term arena deal isn't reached fairly soon. And what is fairly soon? Is that months? Is it six months? Is it a year? That they can't play at ASU infinitum. Sure. Sure. couple things. Um, first on that, since you're talking about that, they're not going to talk about this now. But I think the Coyotes have backup options. I know I haven't oh, said I'm that I'm sure. But they have backup options. Completely agree because if yeah. you have a business like this and you don't have another plan, my son looked for an apartment. He had three of them picked out. It's like, almost as elementary as oh, something like a a, a morality clause in your contract <laughs> to have backup options. To have that, yes, just common sense. So they do. Let's talk about some of those relocation rumors for the past. When Ice Arizona was trying to purchase the team, Anthony LeBlanc and yes, multiple iterations all, of that yes. group, Winnipeg and Quebec were the two. After that, and I still can't cite the sources, but I was told by two sources who I trust implicitly, one at the league level and one at the Coyotes level, that Canada was literally never on the table for the Coyotes. Never. 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 Even with all those Canadian owners, Craig? What's that? Even with all of those Coyotes as being a, a Canadian yep. people being part never of the ownership the group? Never. That's what I was told. Never on the table. Huh. Now, the New York Post did report that the Coyotes were moving to Vegas. That was a, that was a great report. Uh, uh, and, and, did and that the happen? In the infamy of reports, that's one of the worst. Didn't happen? No, it didn't happen. <laughs> like, at that point, like, everybody knew it was expansion at that point because they were willing to pay so much money. But the New York Post, being the New York Post, still came out and said the Coyotes were moving to Vegas. They were relocating to Vegas. Of course, that didn't happen. There was also a report, and this has been pushed by sources in Seattle that the Coyotes were going to move to Seattle. No, they weren't. Nope. I don't care what you read in Seattle media sources. No, they weren't. They weren't going to Seattle either for the same reason. How much money did they make off the Seattle deal? A lot. Follow the money. Always follow the money. It was an expansion opportunity. Well, they make over a billion dollars. It's insane. It's insane. And, and what's relocation? Like $230 million now? I, can't, I don't even know what the relocation fee is. They weren't going to Seattle either. So stop with all these silly narratives. Stop with, well, I had a source tell me, okay, was your source in the room? So we also talk about money. Does not Mr. Morello have a gambling license? There's so much incentive in this, to keep Is the there team. money in sports gambling? I think so. I think there's some in that. So he's got a, he can 
he has a sports betting license in the state of Arizona that's worth. But wait, he can't open a sports book at ASU inside the building. Do they? Can you do that? Doesn't have a sports book. Can they? Why are we writing about they, this? He doesn't have a we, physical sports book, and they have already said that they will not have one until they get the permanent also, arena. It's not like that matters because they have an app, and that's where most people that's are sports betting anyway. That's what we. You can use. do it on an app. We. That's what we do here Ooh, for DraftKings. Yeah. So, oh, gosh, so that's, you can't do the sports book. And to me, what are they going to do? That's the biggest reason this team. There's two things. Gary Bettman wants the team here because of the TV market. It's a top ten TV market. The league wants it here for that reason. Secondly, the owner doesn't want to sell and get his money out of this because he has the sports gaming license that's like printing money. Why would you give that up? So any money he could get in a sale, he can get over time through a sports gambling gaming license. So yeah. that's why I don't think the team's moving anytime soon. Yep. I'll say this. They got some work to do on Sahara Bets. I'm not sure that that was well conceived. You know what? We've got a great site the other teams. The DraftKings but, Sportsbook app. Are you trying to? No, I wasn't. I'm just saying. Well, it would have been the I just want to make sure I keep. Though. I just want to keep my job. That's all. No, I'm not. You. I'm. 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 That's too early. Pushing too me into ad. It was way too <laughs> early. I'm just saying that the DraftKings well, well, was well, easy. Some some mentions that we get. So here's one from 13 hours ago from Taylor on Twitter. Just move this Potter poverty franchise to Houston. Ah, uh, poverty franchise. That's the new one. That's yeah, the new. That's the new buzzword, buzzword buzz for phrase. sure. But. Dan did bring it up. Craig, you've highlighted reasons why Houston isn't realistic. Can you revisit those reasons? <sighs> That's a sigh. <laughs> that was like a pity little that. sigh. That was a sigh. One, what's the arena situation? Who owns the arena? The owner of the Rockets. Does the owner of the Rockets have the money to buy the Coyotes? Well, there's people that believe that Tillman Fertitta has lots of money. Well, guess what? He's already been vetted, and no, he doesn't, and he knows the price now, and no, he's no longer interested in buying an NHL team. So stop with that. Do the homework. Do the homework. Houston's not a possibility. The way they go in there, if they if they go in with a different owner, not Tillman Fertitta, which would have to be the case, then they're a tenant in that building, and then you don't get all the associated revenue streams, and it doesn't work for the NHL. They don't want to be a tenant. So no, Houston is not an option. I don't care what you're reading out there. The people that are pr writing that haven't done the homework. Houston is not an option. Love it. Good should for we, me. Should we move on to the next one? Sure. What, what do you think about Stockholm, though? I'm I, thinking, you know, if they're going to relocate, you might as well go to Europe we can and launch, start a European division. We can launch a this is my dream. STCL. I bet we won't get into it today, uh, but, but we worse could. though, there are enough consonants. Yeah. Because <laughs> NHL is going back to that rumor, right? They're going back to Europe to play games next year. Is that true? That's a thing? Mm -hmm. NFL does it. I see the Vikings are playing in London again. Can, Cardinals so, are playing in Mexico City. Somebody, well, I get. I honestly get Mexico City from here. I do. There's. I get. Well, why, why London? Like, I don't get it. Can somebody explain it to me? What London? Well, like, yeah, no, London. I, get, I don't get. I like, mean, why Houston? We do not have an option. <laughs> wait, like, and I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't get the NHL is going to Europe to play games. I. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, what's the? I mean, what? What do they you have? TVs there, there like, don't they? Right. Well, here's the other. <laughs> thing. Like, oh, oh, well, we're looking to sell the game. Like. Where? In, in like Sweden and yeah, Finland? It's, it's, not like, it's not like they're not aware of the game. The Lexan's getting season already. tickets so to the Coyotes? If you're not thinking about launching I don't get it. a league down down the road, I'd love to see it happen, right? Now, 100% agree. Tons there of, you go. Tons of hurdles. And and yes, you are probably hearing the genesis of a long-form story that I want to write at some point about what it would take to create a European division. How fantastic would that be for road trips? Let's see, Stockholm, Helsinki. Uh, well, you, you probably can't involve Russia right now, so let's eliminate yeah. those cities. Sure. Where else would you go? Like Zurich, um, Munich. Yes, please. You, Prague. Yeah, you, yeah, Prague. Prague. There you oh go. boy. Whew, yeah, That's a good time. So, there. but then, do you make it an equal league? So it's NHL East, NHL West, or well, NHL Europe, or is it a, is a lower level? Do you have enough cities where you could do it? Maybe or is it a do? lower level? What's similar the to the AHL? What's the fun of that? The Prague is coming to you soon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a, is it a European development That's a model? Lot of teams. That's a lot of teams to, to make it equal. Okay, well, I'd don't put in 30. Division. Make it a 10 team and, and you split it between teams. You know, like you have you you, you co-op. So there's three. Uh, this team has the Coyotes, the, the Vegas Knights, and the LA Kings make up this roster. And then it's a European development division. I don't know. Sounds Talk like to it Gary. Sounds a lot like NFL Europe. Exactly. Talk to Gary your next meeting. Yeah. I've got ideas. Tables. Add it to the list of I'm things. I'm well down for the Gary. road on this story, actually. All right. 
Well, let's move on to the next bad narrative, and that is fold the team. Just get rid of it. Is that once a thing? For all. Yeah, that's been that's a thing. Too. Well, they just fold them. Well, okay, yeah, sure. fold this sure. poverty franchise. Right. Wow. As if the NHL would ever do that. retraction. I, I kept, when's the last time a professional sports league has retracted a franchise? Like a major, like a major league. pro sport. I, I, that's a great I question. Know. I don't know the answer to that. Long time that, ago. Clearly, not going to happen. Mm. No. But the argument is, well, they're losing $30 million a year. What does Phoenix bring to the NHL? Why, why does the NHL care about having Phoenix? This is the, the argument that drives me crazy from fans in like Quebec or Winnipeg. Well, they're losing $30 million. If they came here, they'd have great attendance. Attendance is one measurement of revenue streams, right? There's, there's more. And you know what the NHL really cares about? It cares about media rights. And this is a large media market. Sorry, a hell of a lot bigger than Quebec or Winnipeg, which, you know, when hmm. networks are looking around, they probably don't even think about Quebec or Winnipeg. What else comes? Corporate sponsorships. There's all sorts of other revenue streams associated with having this market in the NHL. So stop with your simplistic argument about attendance. It's about way more than that. Look bigger picture. At least, you know, dive into the details a little bit. It's not just about attendance. If you're going to make it about that, please submit a five-paragraph essay with cited sources for why you think this team shouldn't be in Arizona. There you go. Exactly. And bringing it back to sports gambling, too, sports betting is legal in Arizona. So for big sponsors, like you watch Ballet Sports and DraftKings is also a sponsor of theirs. And and then in the little writing on the bottom, only if you're in these states. Well, Arizona is one of the states. Is this a segue? Sure. Let's there do it. it. Is. <laughs> real, real, real quick, I want to get to what Charles said about the Cleveland Barons. Um, according to their Wikipedia page, the Cleveland Barons are, in fact, the last the last franchise in the four major North American sports leagues to cease operations. Is that in they, the 70s? Yeah. Uh, they merged with the they North merged. Stars in 78. Or yep. in 70s, or, they merged, and part of that yeah. became, ultimately becomes the San Jose Sharks. What year was that? Um. Let's see. They were a professional I, hockey team in the I'd NHL tell you if my internet works. They were a relocate they were a relocation from the California Golden Seals that yep. played in Oakland in seventeen sixty seven. After just two seasons, the team merged with the North Star. So it's, in in eighty. In nineteen eighty? Or seventy eight. Seventy eight, yeah. Because okay. in the seventy eight, seventy nine so, season they operated with just seventeen teams in the NHL. Forty four years ago? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So get that off your minds, everyone. But we've been talking a lot about sports betting, so let's talk more about it. And I'd draft- Charles would help, Mike. Yeah, good. thank you. Uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is obviously a partner of ours, and we've talked about being able to use it on your phone. You literally – it updates in real time on your phone. That's what's really cool about it for me. And you can bet on literally anything, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, like bowling, I don't know. Table tennis, NCAA softball. NCAA softball, you can. um, By the way, the Western Hockey League playoffs, Sean's pick of the week last week was for the Oil Kings to win, and they won in overtime. Yeah, that was a heck of a game, actually. Another pick of the week hitting, and Dylan Gunther and the Edmonton Oil Kings getting it done. So if you want to bet on all of that and more, you can do so with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets, if they do, you can also turn a small bet into a big payday with same game parlays. And right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So I'm confused. I don't have to go to a sportsbook to use this app? You do not. Can I use it within a half mile radius of ASU's new arena? Yes, you can. Can I use it inside ASU's new arena? You actually can. Come on. That doesn't sound kosher. Yeah. Okay. So cool. can you get a phone signal? I don't know. My phone carrier might not. Can't get it in my own goddamn <laughs> living room. How can I get it there? Pay for some good Wi-Fi in there. Um, sure wasn't. Yeah. So let's yeah. get to our next bad narrative, which is that the Coyotes won't sell out games at ASU. That was a really good eye roll, roll for those watching. Yeah. <laughs> for those listening yes, on audio, will. that was a really great eye roll. From yes, Greg. they will. Yeah, they will. Like they're, they're, yeah. The Coyotes' average attendance is way over five thousand. But those prices, 
course it's, it's league average. It is league average. That's what driving. It's me league crazy. average for seats that close to the ring. Exactly. Yes. People are like, well, yes. lower bowl. Look at no, not just lower bowl. Lower bowl. Lower thirteen lower, rows in yeah, that lower bowl. What are those prices row like? of lower bowl? Go to go to. Go to Toronto and see what a lower oh my 13 gosh. row seat's going to cost But this team you. isn't going to be any good, Petey. Why should I pay those prices? Well, you know, that's a decision that you have well, to make it, for yourself. But I can but tell you this, 31 others visiting will teams. pay those prices. And there's 31, 31 visiting teams. That's my argument about this has always been. Sidney Crosby's still coming here. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin's still coming here. The Colorado Avalanche are still coming. The people, the Coyotes are going to field a team that's going to be what they are. Yeah. Whether it's competitive or not, TBD. But the people that are coming in? This is still, this will be the only opportunity in some people's lifetime to be get that close to an NHL game. Like, and in that where you can almost touch a player. Like, that, it's unbelievable. The atmosphere that it's going to create. Maybe with that could the be sound. like a promo night. Touch yeah. a player. Touch night. a player night. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine seeing Alexander Ovechkin a in creepy, a ring but... that close? Like, I, I, it's going to be unbelievable. Unbelievable. The speed of some of these wait. teams in a, in, a, in a venue this intimate is going to be. Just absolute fire to see the, the the Florida Panthers play their speed game that close to the ice is going to be absolutely electric. I'm telling you, uh, and I don't get excited about much. I am excited about that. <laughs> have I mentioned it's 20 miles from my house? Yeah, <laughs> you actually you have. Yeah, okay. and it's just nausea. the location. It's very close to where the Coyotes intend on putting their permanent arena. So I mean, the location is better for everyone. Not everyone, but most people, the majority of the season ticket holders. Location? How close is the PHNX bar going to be? Does there? location matter? <laughs> does location matter for I'm arena? not even getting into that argument. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going off script here, but does, does location, location matter? matter? No. Does location not. matter? No, they'll go. What are they talk about in real estate? As the people in Canada. Estate, the three most important things. Location, location, location. 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 That's right. That's right. You could talk about Canada. <laughs> See how that's working out for them. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Sorry. That uh, arena outside of Ottawa. Yeah, relocate to the Canadian market. And by the way, a good argument, the the Roadrunners, the, the the Toronto, oh, let's move it to Toronto. The Toronto Roadrunners, let's put this team in Toronto because it's Toronto. The team lasted what, a year? No no attendance. So, And I'm saying this as the Canadian on the show. Um, sticking with the subject of ASU, the player, another bad narrative. The players all hate the idea of playing ASU. Yeah, I'll bet some aren't happy about it. Some might think it's a little weird. Some don't care. Some have told us they don't care. Some have told us they don't care. <laughs> Literally. And some have been granted anonymity to tell us they don't care. So it's not like, oh, they're afraid to say it. Oh, the, what, what do you expect them to tell you? Well, they're not on the record, so they don't have to say yeah. what they really feel. And And let's go a step further with that narrative that was out there that all the players are going to be unhappy about it. Really, reporters who wrote that, how many of the players did you actually talk to? Or did you just take the PA's word for it because the PA is pushing this narrative? And again, I want to make it clear that the PA is trying to protect its interests. That's their job. I get it. All good there. But you can't say all the players are hating it if you haven't talked to all the players or even, let's be honest, more than a handful. We've said it before. I've talked to a lot of people on other teams and other roles including players that all say, oh, it, and it starts off the same. Oh, it's a joke. It's only 5,000 seats. But by the end of it, every single person, but I can't wait to play a game there. Can't wait to see a game there. Can't wait to be in the press box and watch a game there. It happens every single time because there's so many positives for this. But do you know the proximity to the airport versus, well, gosh, I should know you brought the airport up. <laughs> we'll get there. But oh, to Glendale, it's, it's, it's a... When teams land at 2 o'clock in the morning and have to get out to that arena, whether it's the equipment staff or the players, it's a hike. Guess what? Not anymore. Easy access to the airport. How about going out for dinner as a player? Do you, you think Arizona Coyotes options? players after a game, do you think they're going out to Westgate for dinner? And no knock on Westgate at all because we had a great time there. It's at the Lola post game. It was a great show. Do you think the players are going out? Well, no. I mean, maybe Auntie Ranta occasionally will go out there. <laughs> but I did run into him at but the they're, house. But they're, they're going that way. So guess what? After the game in Tempe. They go to Scottsdale. Yes. <laughs> visiting teams are going to exactly. be out of their minds being that close to both Tempe and Old Town maybe Scottsdale. The Vegas, so maybe the Vegas flu that hit all the teams. Yes. The first. Maybe it'll yeah. be like the, the Old Radulov. Town Scottsdale flu. Ask Radulov what he thought. Of <laughs> where are they going to stay? You know, I wonder where, where are the teams going to stay when they come in. There's lots of options in Tempe. Yeah. But there's 
I mean, you can stay in Scottsdale and be you really can, close to really the Remember teams used to stay on Camelback? Used to, everybody used to be, you know, there used to be a lot of Ritz Carlton's Four Phoenician. Seasons. There's like, yeah. there's so many options um, for high end, right? Yeah, the Phoenician, a lot of those can now come back into play. And there are teams that still stay there when they have a longer term stay. Yeah. Um, but I think you'll see much more of that coming back and being able to stay in that type of atmosphere and playing in Tempe. Hey, it is what it is. There's 5,000 seats. I get all of those things. Players worry about their locker room facility. Where are they going to park their car? How close is it to my house? How good is the ice? Checks all those boxes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And sticking with this idea, another narrative is that nobody wants to play in Arizona in general, forgetting about the ASU thing aside. But that's. Petey, take this one. Well, there are players that get longer in their career that want to do two things that want to win. Okay. Right now, the Arizona Coyotes are not prepared to win. Claude Giroux wants to win a Stanley Cup right now. Guess what? He's not going to come to Arizona. I get that. There are other players that are on the, the back end of their career go, you know what? I don't want to shovel my car out anymore. I don't want to scrape ice off my windshield anymore. You know what? Arizona is going to be a nice place to play. My family will like it. It's a great city to live in. I think Arizona will be a nice place to play. And if you think some of these destination cities and their ownerships are better than what happens here is Arizona or their players are getting treated better than they do in Arizona, think again. Because just because they're in a major hockey market does not mean that those players are being treated any better, and in some cases, differently. I won't say worse, differently than they are here in Arizona. This is a great place to play. What would make it better is if they were winning. Yep. When this team was a perennial playoff team, people wanted to be here. That will happen again. Yeah, and I should. We've also talked about this as well. But when when you're talking about some of those guys at the tail end of their careers, some of those guys want to prolong their careers. So you come to Arizona, you might have a chance for a larger role and prove, like Shane Gostisbehere, for instance, who's not necessarily old, but people thought he was done. Done. And look at what he's done. I mean, if he plays like this again next season, Shane Gostisbehere is going to have a lot of teams calling about yes. him at the trade deadline. So you have that opportunity. And then, like some of the younger players, the college players they got, for instance, a Jack McBain. Well, here's an opportunity to play right away. So I do want to come there. And the last thing is... It's still an NHL That's job. That's literally what I was about yeah. to say. Sorry, I'll let you take Oh, no, it. you're fine. It's like, I think people are like, just equate Arizona and Phoenix as a market as lesser than. There's 32 NHL teams. And while they're mm -hmm. all different in their internal operations, there's a there's literally an NHL standard. And one of the big debates is, oh, they're not going to have the right facilities at ASU. They are literally constructing and putting millions of dollars of their own money to make sure it's up to NHL standards. So there are NHL and NHLPA standards for operating an NHL team. They're flying private. They're, yep. you know, there's all these things that they have to do. So it's not less than, it's an NHL market. And I don't think any NHL, there's only so many positions in the NHL. Exactly, jobs. There's, there's 32 teams of yep. 22 players. That, like anyone would kill to be one of those people. You just want to be on a team. Yep. So it's just bullshit. I also me. feel like no one, like they... The Blue Jays played in a minor league stadium in Buffalo for a season, and no one really said anything about that. The uh, the Raptors played in Tampa Bay in front of nobody, and nobody said anything about that. Obviously, different circumstances, but like, I feel like athletes are going to play regardless of where they have to right. play. Right, as long as it's temporary. Yeah, as long as it's temporary. Like you said earlier, they need to have a path for. I don't know what that time frame is, time frame is, but but that yeah. but right now that is the plan. So, so. We, again, to, to to finish that argument. What are we in? I don't know what year this is. 22? <laughs> yes. So let's fast forward to 2026. Teams through all of these drafts, these guys are now developed. They're now playing. Guys like Clayton Keller have now got that many years underneath their belt. They're in a new building. And you go, oh, shit, I want to go play. Can't wait. Can you get me a agent on the phone? Mm -hmm. Get me to Arizona. Get me to Arizona. This team's on the verge of winning in a great city in a brand new building. Get me there. That's not far away. Got to get the arena secured. Got to get the arena. And I I wonder at what point, if 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 Tempe keeps dragging its feet, at what point do the Coyotes throw up their hands and say, okay, time to move to plan B. And you know what happens with plan B? It's not a cleanup site, right? Yeah. It's not that extra time that yep. you have to do just fair. to clean it up. You can start building tomorrow. Now. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe you can get it done in two years. Maybe. Mm. Look at you. Just the saying. eternal optimist. Just saying. Yep. 
Tempe, if you want to keep your dump site, I get it. It's, you know, sentimental value to you to be able to walk past the dump site every day. I get it. Um, but, it but, you know. And you look at the Cow Palace in San Jose, or you look at Raleigh traveling to play when Carolina first got into the league, how they had to travel an hour outside of Raleigh to play their games. Like it, the Flames played across in the in the Stampede yeah. grounds. Like it has happened, maybe not for three years, but it's happened before. They'll be fine. Okay. All right. Next up, another relevant topic: the logo on the ice. <laughs> They can. They can't put their logo on the ice. They can't. They can't put their logo. I read read so many stories last week. First of all, saying they can't do it, and then so many stories saying, "Hey, the Coyotes can put their logo there." Yeah, (laughs) can't do it. We've been saying this for weeks on the internet. It's got to be true. We've been saying this for weeks. Even had someone from ASU quoted saying it. Morgan Olson, the CFO, quoted saying it that they're gonna have their logo. (sighs) That's gonna be fine. And cool. yet it took, I don't know, the, the whole the whole path of that story was crazy to watch because it was, oh, the Coyotes can't have their logo. Then, oh, let's follow up and say, oh, wow, look, the Coyotes can have their logo. Where you been? Where you been, reporters? Where you been? It's been out there for weeks that they can put their logo at Center Ice. Stop chasing somebody else's tail. Stop chasing somebody else's reporting and do your own reporting. And also, I think the thing that was getting to people is that, you know, at the end of the day, Arizona State has final say. But the Coyotes will be represented on that ice. We just don't know what that's going to look like yet. No, we don't know exactly how it's going to lay out yet, but their logo is going to be. Unfortunately, it's not like basketball where you can literally put in a new court. Right. Yeah. Where you can have like the 76ers and Villanova playing on the same court and you just change the floor. Or you have two professional teams in LA and you just change the floor. Can't do that in hockey because you can't tear up the ice, put the logo down, and put the ice back. I mean, you can in theory, but you know, for shit ice. You say that sliding floors underneath the ice, like the, the sliding field at uh, State Farm. That'd be cool. Sorry. Huh. Bring it up with Gary <laughs> and your meeting. Like, so bring, sure. bring it up with Gary. There will be represented. It just won't be yeah. the massive Kachina right. taking up the entire no, circle. But that's what they're sharing an arena. Exactly. Like, what did you expect? And it's not like when they were in America West Arena where it was a hockey rink and basketball like that. You can do mm-hmm. that. This is different. This is it's a little unprecedented, but yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Uh, and also. It's just a logo. Did we see Relax. it? Did we? Did it's we? Just, do we have yeah, any of those? It's just a logo. Thank you. That's the other side <laughs> like of it. Like God forbid. Right? Oh, it's center. It's it's a logo. It's, it's centerized. Why are we it's losing ice. our minds over this? Forget about stuff. the. Pa- it's ice. Are the circ- are the face off circles there? Are the blue lines there? Yes. It's ice. It's uh, it's. Remember the when same the ice size. used to be white? Back in the seventies, when it used to be white, the boards and the ice were white. Yeah. There was no ads. Do I remember yeah. back in the seventies? No, easy turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Craig and I remember when the ice used to be white and the boards used to be white. There was a time when it wasn't that big a deal. I remember, Do we have any artists? I remember rendering? all the social yes. media uproar about it too, like they, that they didn't have back in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, back in the seventies. Well, while we're talking sure. about the ice, um, so yesterday we tweeted from at page next underscore coyotes on Twitter, asking people to give their own submissions of some center ice. Yeah. Um, renderings and these are some submissions that we got so these are all from Twitter <laughs> <That one cracked. laughs> yeah, so for those listening on audio this is the Sparky the Sun Devil riding the what is that the leaping coyote I call it the leaping greyhound it was or the, the one fox. bad logo in coyote's history but I've heard of the fox I've heard of the squirrel yeah. It's hilarious. And this is from Ger- at Gertrude underscore Vaughn on Twitter That's so fantastic. let's see the next one we got the Sun Devil, the Sparky head on the Kachina body, but with ASU colors. I actually don't mind that one. I love it. That's cool. That That's is cool. from Johnny Kiz on Twitter. Um, all right, what we got next? This is from Josh Hunt. <laughs> Same kind of concept. It's the <laughs> Kachina body. Yeah, Kachina That's body awesome. with the, the Sparky head. <laughs> black sweater. Yeah, these are all really more good. black. By the way, yeah, these are amazing. He's great on audio. You should by see the, way. the stick figures. Well, I drew. that's why so we're Dan describing. Dan B's driving to work right now, going, "What the hell am I supposed to do?" That's why we're describing okay. what Sorry, they look Dan. like. And if you want to see these, search the hashtag Centerize Mashup there on Twitter. Go. Watch this on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you know, go All back right, and watch one it. One more, and this one, and a lot of people have been submitting this one to us, but this is the person who originally made it. It's uh, Dan on Twitter. I'll look up their at. I have to look closer. Uh-oh. Or maybe At Sean Dan can Dan Morse underscore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sean. Um, and this is the Kachina holding 
the, uh, the what is that? The pitchfork? Yeah, sorry, I went to you. The pitchfork <laughs> instead of a hockey stick. So those are the submission. <laughs> Sean is disgusted. Um, so you went are- to U of A. They don't teach you that word down there. Sean, they don't teach you the word. Those pitchfork. are the submissions so far. For you. Sean, you know what? I wanted someone to go. I wanted someone to go back to the disastrous Disney Sparky. Do you remember when they rebranded Sparky with the Disney eyes with the big eyes? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I wanted someone to use that because it was just a total disaster. But did you see what Brian said? No, I can't read. St. Paul Civic Center had clear boards. Can I tangent? One minute. Do you know? Do you remember the St. Paul Civic Center? Have you ever heard of the St. Paul Civic Center? The the St. Paul Saints played in that building. Um, Clear boards. That was also the site of the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament. Mm -hmm. That they had clear boards. I had the opportunity to play in that building in two consecutive state tournaments with clear boards. Does that mess with you as a goalie? It's unbelievably annoying. Yeah. Okay. To have clear boards. You can't pick the puck up off the boards because guess what? They're clear. You know where it's really cool? Freaking TV. Because there was no seats up close to the boards. So when you looked from TV through the boards, you could see the legs and the puck. Fantastic for television. Mm. Horseshit for goaltenders. <laughs> yeah. Great for a fan. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Brian, I will. that's a trip down memory lane. That's fine. It's on the same site right now where the Excel Center stands, but they knocked it down. Thank that's you. That's pretty cool. Um, Digressed. Well... Thank you to everyone who submitted so far. We haven't closed the submissions yet, so if you want to submit your own mock-up, um, tweet at us at underscore at phnx underscore coyotes and use the hashtag center ice matchup mashup. I cannot speak today. Or you can submit it in the members only Discord, and the winner, the one we think is the best, will actually get a prize. Is that so true? It is true. We've we've talked to the Should bosses about drawn. it. Candlelight dinner with Petey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. People be dying to get that. Let's spend time with Petey. That'll be fun. Chris said it only Petey, Petey had Petey put opinions. the F in fun. My idea was to just troll basically the entire country and just put in big letters, Arizona colon a hockey market at Sunrise. I love it. Sean, <laughs> you can great. you can enter the contest. You can win. So everybody, we'll, we'll leave it open for a few more days. Um, keep everyone posted. But thank you for everyone who submitted so far. We're looking forward to seeing the rest. We have a few more to get to. but before, There's so many. There's amazing. so many. Like we, left, we left some off. I know. There's so many. Before we get to there, I want to tell everybody about Athletic Greens. Clearly, I didn't drink mine this morning or I wouldn't be stumbling over my words. Does it help with speech, too? You know, it helps with rest and recovery. And I feel like I needed that after this weekend and I didn't really get it. But... I'll be drinking my Athletic Greens tomorrow, and you should too because it's a really great way to start your day. It's so easy. Just one scoop and water while you're you know, making your coffee, making your breakfast, just scrolling your phone in your bed, whatever. Athletic Greens is a no-brainer. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs you less than $3 a day. Plus, you're investing in your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash coyotes. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash coyotes to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. (laughs) Let's go with the airport. (sighs) This is this is Craig's favorite one. I know it. So I, there was a meeting with the uh, advisory board this past week. Javier Gutierrez was there as well as Nick Wood, their attorney. There were other people there. But I'm going to get into this in a little more detail. But there were a bunch of points that the the airport has been making that the Coyotes basically called them on saying is inaccurate. <laughs> I'll get to a bunch of those. But let me just in broad brushstrokes say, again – I don't believe that the airport is an issue at all for the city council. I don't think it's factoring in into their into the equation for what they're what they're uh, what they're weighing in terms of uh, this deal. I don't think the airport matters. I think they see the airport issue for what it is, and that is a non-issue. Yeah. Okay. I've done no reporting. What the hell am I supposed to say? Well, it's funny because people who don't follow the Coyotes like we do, or even anyone watching or listening to this, might like. My roommate, for example, works for the news. Yeah. And whenever we bring up Tempe and trying to get the deal done, she always says, oh, well, isn't the airport a problem? It's like that. And that is just yeah. the thing. But just like what Craig said, where you have to look at what people's motivations are behind trying to put information out there. For example, the NHLPA, their motivation with the arena thing is they're trying to protect the interests of the players. Well, 
city of Phoenix is trying to protect their own interests because a new arena in Tempe would directly compete with their venues. And Tempe and Phoenix are very close by. So, of course, they're going to raise concerns. Whether they're valid or not, look how much they've stuck with people. I can't remember the number for the, the economic imp- impact they say it had on the valley. It would have on the valley if they did this. It, it was something astronomical. And and I had another reporter reach out to me. I'm not going to name this person. But they said, I want to sit in front of them and just say, talk to me like I'm a child. Explain to me how the Coyotes building this arena is going to have that sort of devastating economic impact on the valley. Which Because it's it's absurd what they're asserting, first of all. But the, the thing I always come back to because I live out by the other one is if you're so concerned about the economic impact on the valley, hey, why don't you let – why don't you let the other airport in the city take more flights? Sky Harbor has done a really good job of suppressing Williams Gateway as well. They don't want that airport to grow because it takes away from money for the city, right? So if you're so concerned about the precious valley and economic impact, hey, there's a solution. To but that's not going to happen. They've been suppressing that airport for at least two decades. There you have it. Yeah, I don't... Again, I don't know. Like, I don't can't have a valid response other than to say I don't know. Like, it it appears to be from everything Craig Morgan has reported at at gophnx.com that this is politically and financially motivated that benefits the city. Uh, there seems to be big buildings in Tempe. I've driven by them, and in Phoenix, they seem yeah. to have big buildings in both cities. Yeah, I don't know. Seems It'll to work fine. so far. It'll be fine. Um, we already got into location, so let's close out with this one. Phoenix isn't a hockey market. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? It's not a hockey market. <laughs> what would we know? How's the youth hockey doing here, by the way? Youth hockey, and again, I know per capita, it's growing. USA hockey, check it versus other states. when It's not fair because other states have had, I get it, it's a mathematical programs, yeah. thing. So I get that. But nationally recognized programs. Now you've got ASU, who is now a Division One program that has actually been to the NCAA tournament. And and I think that they're going to get more of that in the future with their new state-of-the-art building. You've got players that play all over in all kinds of leagues that trained, grew up, were born here. Mm-hmm. The leading scorer in the National Hockey League last season was born, raised, trained here. It's a hockey market. Sorry. it's it's It might be smaller than some of these other communities, Granted, I, I can give you that, but this is a hockey market that has passionate people, passionate fans, and passionate players, and go out to any rink in town and see if there's any open ice anywhere. See if you can find ice to go skate at or get your team to go practice at. Because guess what? People are practicing 1130 at night, 12 o'clock at midnight, because there's nowhere to get ice. Because guess what? People like hockey here. So I'm done. We need more sheets. There's there, yeah. there is so... Uh, there's... There needs to be more ice here. Yeah. So if you've got millions of dollars, build an ice rink. This comment from Dan, as a youth hockey parent, I can assure you this is a hockey market as evidenced by the waiting list for camps, leagues, and programs. It is. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. And after uh, a generation. I've been a hockey TV dad. Game. I've been a high school hockey coach at all levels, just trying to find ice in this valley. There are The Arizona State High School League had to turn kids away for the first time in their existence last year. They've always welcomed. It's a no-cut league. They didn't cut players. They cut programs because there just wasn't enough. They wanted new teams that wanted to come in and join the high school league. There's no ice. They have. There's nowhere for these kids to play. Hockey is exploding here. And why? Because the Coyotes are here. The Coyotes yep. had come. Never would have happened. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm a perfect example of someone. You know, you, you two, like, were older when the team came here. <laughs> She's trying to find a way to put that delicately. Yeah, no. But wait, I'm sure you achieved it. But the the, the year the team moved here was the year that I was born. Yeah. So for me, and a lot, and I know I wasn't born here, but I came here at a young age. And for me, and a lot of my friends who are from here, they're not, you know, New York Rangers fans or Toronto Maple Leaf fans or Calgary. They are Coyotes fans because. That was the team that was here for this generation, me and everyone younger than me. This is their team. And look at the the trickle effect down to the youth hockey level that it's had. And it's only going to grow from here because every year that kids are born in Arizona, for the most part, they're going to be Arizona 
fans and it's only going to grow from here so to me and and then people's argument oh like you can't have hockey in the desert okay and vegas isn't a hockey market like obviously it is we're watching the battle of florida in the second round of the playoffs everyone's excited about it carolina carolina california la won multiple stanley cups the the, the weather not an impact and also for you to say that just because of it's a desert that's not a hockey market (laughs) like that's so elitist (laughs) so elitist and also they were suggesting moving the team to southern texas drive away from mississippi and alabama like relocate to houston because I mean, and no, I'm sure the city of Houston would be a great hockey market too, but it just won't be a hockey market for this franchise. I think it could be someday as an expansion. Yeah, franchise as an expansion. That's where the money will be. Going back to an earlier point, more to your point, when you move a team somewhere or you start a team somewhere like Vegas, like you said, there are a lot of transplants here. They're going to stick by their old teams. They may, you know, take on the Coyotes as well. It's a second team, but you don't have that fervent attachment to the sure. team like you do the team you grew up with. Your generation is now getting to the age where they have spending dollars as well. They can become right. season ticket holders. And then yep. you're going to have, they're going to have kids. Yep. And that's when it really starts to yep. happen. It takes an entire Five. generation to cement a team yep. in a market. We're just there now. Yep. That's yep. fair. Absolutely. So, and, and I think Austin Matthews too is the perfect example of of why as yeah. well and look at matthew nye's like there's players getting drafted who are from here josh Dome. josh Dome. so our, our very own josh Dome. Yes. all city athlete um all right did we hit all of the the well not all of them but i think we've run out of time we have we could so do like five we could do a whole week just on this <laughs> um this crazy. was very therapeutic for me i'm not gonna lie if we missed any let us know and we can li- we'll literally do a whole other episode about it so no mock draft just mocking um and it was very fun for me and you know craig obviously has done a lot of the reporting on a lot of these things that are just blatantly inaccurate um that's perceived to be out there but craig has done the actual reporting so if you want to read that you can do so at gophnx.com become a member support uh support phnx support craig um you can get your membership and get a shirt when you sign up or you can try your first month just 50 cents if you just want to give it a try um when you sign up for month to month and you can join our members only discord as well. Craig just released a story yesterday on the scouting staff. So first in a series. Yep. Um, that came out yesterday. So really, really, really great story. So it's a great time to become a member, especially because here at PHX Coyotes, we're still going to be talking coyotes and hockey five days a week, even in July and August. So, and I want one more thing. And we're talking about the PHNX family a lot and how this, the PHNX brand crosses into every sport in the state of Arizona. I am wearing my Wildcat shirt today from PHNX because if you're not watching NCAA softball, you should be because both the University of Arizona and ASU are advancing to the Super Regionals next weekend. And I'm not kidding. This last weekend, I sat and watched softball as much or more than I watched hockey. It was... In, in the words of Sean DePaz, it was electric. It's a great game. It is so it is fun to watch. And now it's best two out of three. Arizona Arizona plays Mississippi State on the road. Um, and ASU plays North Northwestern. Northwestern here in Tempe. And it's best two out of three. Best two out of three. If you win that, you're off to the College World Series. So cool. So tune in. And you know what? Tune in to the, the, their shows for both yeah. the Wildcats and the Sun Devils. Because if you want to hear about what's going on in softball and on campus for any of their other teams, have a listen. That, that The Sun Devil show is just fun. It's so freaking fun. <laughs> They're fun. They, they did a post-game show on Friday night that started at, like at 11, 15 p.m. And I was so tired. And I was producing it. And then I was like buzzed. But you know what? I got to say this too. And they're not just going through the motions like, oh, the softball team played and we got to go talk about it. They went to the game. They were fans of the game. game, Friday, Saturday, supported them and and literally were there because they wanted to be, not because of their work, because they're they're part of that ASU community. So hats off to the, the, the three fellows that run that. That that beat because they're definitely immersed in the ASU culture, and I I will promise I'll be watching the softball games this weekend. Jazz is jazzy. You see Jazz Hill, whoa, <laughs> buddy! Right Jazz when it looked the like they were done, too, right, Sean? Yeah, Jazz Hill has been on the ASU Sun Devil show, and then she just murdered a softball. <laughs> yeah, right when you thought they were in trouble. 
yeah, no, this team this team is is electric. It's honestly the most fun I've had covering ASU sports is covering the softball team. Yep. So yeah. I mean, there's coverage happening here at PHNX five five days a week from every single beat. The Suns are in their off season now. They have five shows a week. D backs are in their season. Check them out. Check out PHNX Mercury's in their season. Rising's in their seat. Like there's every there's on. so much going on. It's a great time to become a member and join the family. We appreciate you all so much. Please follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. Please rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well. We'll have an audio episode tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, Craig Button will be joining our show live at 11 a.m. He'll be calling in second time on the show. If you haven't listened to his first interview, go back and listen to that wherever you get your podcast because that was a really, really great interview. We're going to ask him about some more prospects and the draft and, you know, because it's it's all about the future. So exciting week ahead for all of us. And Trade Talk Tuesday tomorrow too, right? Trade yep. Talk Tuesday. And we are launching a new segment, Trade Talk oh, Tuesday. Oh, what are we going to start with? We're going to start with the one that happened just before they arrived, the painful one. We're going to talk to Damu Solani. Yep. So we're looking into the past tomorrow and then the future on Wednesday. And it's just a, it's just a therapeutic week starting with this show. This is a great way to start the week. Thank you, everybody who was watching us live. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this later. We appreciate you so much. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you live again on Wednesday.